This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What if it's just Monument Men, the Monument Men? No, it has to be the Monuments Men. And you made them keep the the as well. Yes, I said the the has to be, and they said, well, why? And I was like, I don't know. That's why it's good. Great move. What up, what up? Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. What up, what up to all our listeners? This is a podcast where we talk about Hollywood news and we and we help people who are trying to get into the entertainment industry uh, find jobs and success and then uh, the happiness that we've found from those things. But sometimes we also like to talk about more difficult subjects. Areas that uh, few are brave enough to delve. Uh, that's where Hayes mm-hmm. and I sometimes get our lan- our little oil lanterns and we go down exploring and we mm-hmm. come out with and the we truth. we turn our flashlight hats on and... And we get into the mine of some of the unpleasant mucky stuff that yes. goes on. And, and when we do that, it's always brought to you by Wrangler Fly Button Jeans... And it's the Wrangler fly button jean hot button issue of the week. Yes. Uh, and just as a side note, uh, Wrangler fly button jean, like I actually find them to be much easier to deal with than than zipper equipment, especially. Well, what Hayes is getting at is when you are physically constructed mm-hmm. in a certain way uh it's difficult to deal with a zip fly uh it leaves an imprint kind of a zippery maze down the front of your let's say let's uh when you are a certain type of man mm. opening and closing your pants is not a procedure you want to rush that's a very smart way to put it. And actually, one thing that Wrangler will do is you can have the buttons spread out a little further apart to get more room, and they have the U-shaped area, which is very good. So I know skinny mm-hmm. jeans are hip. Not everyone has that option. Uh, a, a V-shape can be very pinchy mm. in a certain... If it's a wide... But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, um, the hot button we we, we want to delve today is it's very hot. It's been getting hotter and hotter, um, and picking up steam and heat. And uh, this is uh, there's been a controversy going on with uh, with Woody Allen, one of our friends. He is a friend of ours. As you know, that doesn't prevent us from discussing him on the show. Does not color our perspective on this in any way. We look just at the facts. And uh, lest you think he would ask us to to defend him on this program, I can tell you right now that he would hate it. Oh, he'd be furious. If he knew we were doing this right now. Uh, he'd, and he'd say to us, and I don't do the best impression, but I do a good one. He'd say to us, 
uh, I'm ripping pissed at you dudes. Because he doesn't want the stain of what's going on with him to bleed onto us. Us and, and our hit podcast. And he has actually asked us to stay out of it. Stay out of it whenever he's in any kind of sort of controversy, which seems to unfortunately have happened in the past and is now happening again. Yes. Uh, a lot of people are upset with Woody Allen because they think he's too old to be doing movies anymore. Yes. Now, we haven't read all of the articles because, frankly, we're generally more informed than these articles that come out. But we've seen the headlines and we've skimmed them. And a lot of it, they're talking about his age and other younger ages. And it's not relevant. You should just evaluate movies on the movies that is done. And I think there's a lot to be said for a director getting better as he gets older than, say, they're talking about like like seven or eight-year-old directors or something like that. And I think in a lot of cases, a director of Woody Allen's age could actually do a better job than a seven or eight-year-old would. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree. And I actually think... And I know this isn't a wildly popular opinion, but that some of his movies of the past 10, 20 years have been pretty okay movies. Yes, I think that he's actually done some of his best work. Now, unfortunately, we're not the only acquaintances, friends, people who know him who've gotten involved in this controversy. And that's part of why we're throwing our hat in the ring is we see people smearing Woody Allen's movies. Mm-hmm. Mia, uh, you see all this stuff about Mia Hamm is now involved in. People think Mia Hamm should direct his movies, but she's not a movies director, and he actually wrote the movies, and that's his idea. And that's not taking away from her talent at all, actually. We, she's very good at what she does, which is play soccer, but to say that she should now be directing Woody Allen's movies instead of him and I guess maybe starring in them too not to say that she couldn't she should be doing Mia's movies mm-hmm. and and now I have read I think almost a third of this letter that Dylan wrote Dylan. yes and that really hurt Dylan is uh, pretty angry mm-hmm. uh, and maybe understandably so but it's not his place to talk movies. It's his place to write songs mm-hmm. and to sell Chryslers. Yes. And that was striking to me as such a big fan of his. And you know I've always said that I actually think he is a 20th century poet, which a lot of people think is like sort of a fringe opinion, but I stand by it. I think that actually some of his lyrics are sort of like poetry. Uh, no, I feel the same way. And I've said, I've, turned, I've said, Bobby Zimmerman, you and I uh, go way back, and I have seen your writing grow, and I think it's like poetry, and I've seen him be jealous mm-hmm. of Woody a little bit. And is that where this comes from? Does it have anything to do with... His movie that he made a few years ago not being very successful. What was the name of that movie, Sam? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Okay, can you get sure right fucking now? Um, I can Google it. 
Uh, well, uh, one great thing about Google these days is you don't have to talk about it to do it. You just fucking type the shit in and then you give us the answer. And Sam, if you're going to talk, what's a good place to do that in? Where's the place to talk when you're going to talk? Microphone. Into the microphone. That's right. But what are you not supposed to do on the show? Talking to the microphone. That's right. So put the microphone back where it was. And then when someone asks you a question, just silently look up the thing that you're supposed to look up. I mean, you, you, I am me, the thing that I ask for. And then Sean and I can be the host of the show. I'm sorry. Right? That feels better over here. Anyway, who gives a shit about that movie? Dylan's off his rocker, and and we've all known that for a little while. It's sad to see an artist like that becoming so crazy. To me, his concerts at this point are less about enjoying the music and more about trying to guess which friggin' song he's singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's come to. Keep going. Well, he's playing a song... And you go, oh, wait, this is a hit famous song that I recognize only from like one of the lyrics because the way he's playing it is so freaking cuckoo that you don't actually know it. And the way he's singing it is so freaking kabankos that you don't understand a lot of what the words are. And so that's no reason to try to make Woody Allen not make good movies anymore. Masked and Anonymous. Ah, Yes. We wanted to say a quick bye-bye to one of our comedy heroes and someone that uh, we've drawn a lot of inspiration from over the years. Sir Jason Leno. Mm -hmm. Uh, A true gentleman of the highest degree. And people, I think, have taken pot shots at our friend Jason Because maybe in the past year or two, he has – his star has faded uh, and maybe his material's not as sharp as it was in 2010 and in 2011 when, if you'll recall, he was on top of the world Mm -hmm. and the green room – of Jay Leno's show. Yeah. Was the hub for all entertainment professionals. Yeah. That was the spot. If you were like, if you were anybody in the city, uh, you were in that green room. That's where you'd go to drink water and like eat snacks. Uh, and pretzels. Just, yes. And uh, mini pretzels. Just get loaded on uh, Snyder's of Hanover pretzels. And they and they would be sourdough, or they would mm-hmm. be the long, twisty kind, the stick kind. I mean, everything, and never turned anyone away. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, as long as they were famous, mm-hmm. and I just remember that I would finish up. Uh, I think during the whole time that Hayes and I were filming Hope Floats, we would wrap the day, wash our faces, and head straight to the Leno green room. Gobble pretzels, be doing jokes and having laughs. With With Charles Grodin. With Burt Reynolds. Mm -hmm. With... And Mira. Mm Mm-hmm. The unnamed comic would be there. 
Mm-hmm. He would be there with his bag on his head and cracking us up, bussing mm-hmm. us up. Uh, and Mira, Jerry Stiller. That's where they met. Kevin Pollack. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kinane. Literally, we could list names forever, but you kind of get the idea. Mini here. Driver. Uh, Jason Ritter. And it's 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 tough to remember that time, the good days before it all sort of went wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it sort of got out of control with how much people were um, eating and drinking in that room. And uh, Well, especially once it came out that bottled water is bad for the environment. And we had just been, we had just been putting this stuff away. Like, it was fine. Like, we didn't know. Like, this is the kind of thing that people forget. People are angry at our generation, but we were innocent in a way. Mm-hmm. We were just doing what the guy next to us was doing. And science hadn't told us yet. And that the little bottles, we thought those were better because you're drinking less water, but they're actually worse because it's taking well, you need to drink four more or five bottles. To meet your quota. Mm-hmm. And I would go through... 30 little bottles of water just during one of David Brenner's sets. And by the time it came out, they said, well, you have to stop doing this. We've been drinking this water for so long. It's like, it's not, it's not easy to stop. It's not easy to stop cold turkey. Yeah. And you wonder like, is this water like why I'm good? Yeah. You you start to wonder because then you go, uh, to get on the set of Sweet Home Alabama the next day, and mm. you're behind the camera, you're directing, you're in front of the camera, you're acting, and it feels a little hollow, and you go, ah, is it that I need those little tiny bottles of water to really deliver the artistic goods? And we found that, yes, it is. And it it wasn't until those little bottles of, bottles of water uh, took Owen Hart from us until we lost him to those little bottles which had made uh, the wire over his wrestling ring very slippery that uh, that we had to do something about it and um, get off this stuff. Yeah, and what I'll do sometimes too is I'll still drink them but I'll use a straw because Owen's big problem was that he was pouring it so sloppily that it got mm-hmm. all over his feet area mm-hmm. and, his, and it made his feet slip and, and his feet went upside down and he fell. And that really made me take a second look at the water, and I still do use it to get in the zone. <laughs> but I use it very responsibly, and I and I put a straw through the cap. I have Blenjamin drill a hole. <laughs> I Blenjamin drill a hole into the cap with a drill, and it's just about the size of the straw, and I put a straw in through that. Thank you, Jason, for everything. Thank you, Thank you, Jason Leno. We got a great guest today. Adam Devine is here from Work of Holics. Manny from Modern Family. Manny from Modern Family. He was in the Pitch Perfects. Adam Devine from Adam Devine's House Party. Uh, He's going to come and talk to us on the show. Coming right up on Hollywood Handbook. Peace. So, um, uh, Hayes, what do you call it when um, Henry Winkler invests his money with uh, Bernie Madoff? I don't know. 
What? Uh, a uh, Ponzi scheme. Oh, wait, fuck. Uh, oh, well. Um, hey, what up, what up? Hey, what up, what up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names on the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. We have a really great guest really today. Really good. Really, really exciting. Really fun guest. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for this guy. Oh, th- yeah. I, I, if you didn't recognize the voice, it's friggin' Adam Divine. Um, <laughs> he's on Workaholics. He's it's Workaholics. Doing, he's doing, yeah, okay. And yep. he's doing the. I'm not sure that it is. Well, it is. It, it is Workaholics. <laughs> it's not Workaholics, but. Yeah, um, uh, it's a fun nickname. I like workaholics. That's 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 fun. But it's it's definitely workaholics. Workaholics. Look for it's not look for both. But yes, that a, actually works. Worka L O L X. Yeah, yeah, it is that. Ideally, La- yes. La- yeah, um, laughing out loud. He, mm-hmm. uh, you probably also recognize he's Manny on Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. That is true. Um, the character's name is Andy. I, I play the Manny. Um, and so you're like, a little boy. No, I'm not a little boy. I'm I'm my age, you mm. know. So I'm mm. a, I'm short, a little shorter, but a t- totally fully grown. And Ed O'Neill is your dad. Tell us about it's, working on that uh, show. Mm. That's so that managed to be so funny and so human. It's a a real human touch. Mm. That they add to it. Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm watching people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely are watching people. Um, same same thing with workaholics. You know, it's not animated. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely two different shows. Um, but it's cool. It's I mean, a lot of people watch Modern Family. Um, and it's it's kind of cool to uh, have moms uh, recognize me and stuff. Mm. Yeah, well, we're among those people that watch it, and moms. we just think it's so funny and so human. So it's human. human. Speaking yeah. of moms, when you were filming Adam sure. Devine's house party, uh-huh. were you just so scared that your parents were going to come home and catch you? Uh, no, I mean, no. I mean, it was a TV show, so like, mm, yeah, and it's fine. And like I said earlier, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a boy. I'm, I'm not a little boy. So. Like I know that I'm a little short and I have like a baby face, but I am fully grown. Uh, I'm I'm a man, and it's a, it's a TV show, so they I wasn't scared. Okay, that. that's yeah. why because I because I'm a man too, but I think we've all had that experience. Mm-hmm. I had it just last weekend where you're throwing a raging house party and you hear a car pull up and you go, "Oh no, that's my dad's home or whatever," mm-hmm. and you're afraid that he's going to catch you. And really give you a nice whipping because mm, yeah. you made a big mess. Yeah, because you made a big mess. Now, <laughs> sure, yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah, I understand. That's sort of just a humanistic instinct and a real thing, it's... and also maybe a real thing. But unless you do, you live with your dad? <laughs> do you live like at, at, in your dad's home? Yeah, I mean, I have a few homes, but home base is definitely my parents' house. Okay, and, and it's, a, you're paying rent. Yeah, it's yeah. Like in that situation, I would hundred percent, hundred percent of rent. You're paying a ton of rent. Yes, because I'm doing He's very got, well, but well, a lot good. of money. Well, yeah. that's cool. And I have my own entrance. The mm-hmm. basement is decked out, blacklight posters. It's bitching in there. I bet it's cool. I'm not. I'm it's not judging sick. you. Oh, yeah, sick. No, I bet it's sick and Dude, twisted. And- you'd like. You should fucking come next time I have a house party. But I'm grounded right now. But really? next time, yeah, because it's like 
you had a whole TV crew helping you clean up, but I wasn't able to clean up that fast. Uh, and they broke my mom's tea set. Oh, man. That's, that's a real bummer. My sister had brought her when she was on vacation in Japan. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen on, on House Party. Um, you know, everything Lucky was, you. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, it was a set, so it, it didn't, you know. But uh, we did accidentally uh, break this guy's piano. Mm, which, speak on that. Uh, well, we uh, the, he was really intense about us not touching his piano. We scraped the shit out of it. It was a $100,000 piano. So, you ice skated on it? No, we it was scrape. What? What? No. Why would we? How else would you scrape it? I think somebody like sat on it and had some studs. They fell on their skates. No, no there was no skate. I don't think that there was a skate. I don't think there was any skates. Mm. Actually, I, I'm, I wrote it, so I'm positive. I was mm-hmm. there every second of every day. Positive, there was no skates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think somebody sat on it with like a studded um, butt cheek. A beef mm-hmm. stud sat yeah. on it. A what? A beef stud sat on it. A bi- uh no. A muscular man. Oh yeah. Um a beef stud. No, I don't know. It could have been a chick. I think it was actually a girl that that sat on it. A muscular a girl. She wasn't that mus I I remember her actually and she wasn't that muscular. She mm. was uh kind of petite. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I like that too. Adam People know you, TV actor, writer, host, but you're also a stand-up comedian man. Yeah. And you were telling us before the show that you're pretty nervous, huh? That you've got a big stand-up show coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing uh, stand-up on uh, uh, the new Tonight Show. Mm. I'm one of the very first stand-ups. I'm basically going to be the Billy Crystal of the new Tonight Show. You're opening for Jimmy. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not an opening situation. I mean, mm-hmm. it's on the show. He comes out, does his monologue, uh, you know, and then brings out the first guest. And they do. They they go to the the stand up, and then I'm the stand up. I haven't done stand up in a long time because I'm uh, working on workaholics and and all this other stuff. So I'm a little nervous about it. I haven't had a chance to uh, flex my comedy dick. I think is what they mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that term. Mm-hmm, yeah, a lot of people use that term. Yeah, it's a good term. Now, so this is a safe space to sort of workshop some comedy. Hayes and I obviously have seen a lot yeah. of it, and we have been sort of put our thinking caps on to help you out sure, and want to attack some areas because you see the same stuff in stand-up, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, there are a lot of old it's seahorses when it comes to stand-up comedy. Airline food. Oh, yeah. Seats on the airplane, the, difference between first class and the pilot that's seat. Good. Headphones, that's good. airline those headphones. I, those are good, but I feel mm-hmm. like they're well-worn. Mm-hmm. But what are some areas yeah, that so you safe. haven't... Yes. What are some areas that you haven't seen stand-up about? And we were thinking that sometimes people of different races are different. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's a... Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do jokes about that. And like since I'm a white guy... Mm-hmm. Also, that might not play because, like, you know, you're, you're you're in the majority. A lot of times, you can't. It's it's just sort of. But being a white racist. guy, it might come off as racist. Being a white guy, what take would you have on what a Chinese guy might act like? 
I mean, obviously, I would like to go, but like you don't, you don't do that because that's racist. The idea, you know, obviously, you go, and I would like to speak in Cantonese or Mandarin in a funny tone, uh, but you can't do that. And obviously, you do like some driving jokes mm-hmm. about how they're not good drivers, but you can't do that because that's racist. So, hmm. Adam, I wouldn't do that. Adam, hmm. the idea that white people can only do white voices. And keeping the black voices separate from the white ones, sure. it just feels like it's 2014. It is 2014. You know? Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And yeah. the, now's okay. the time when that the laws of separate but equal can change and everyone can use the black oh, voice and the black people voices. can use the white voice and the and the Chinese voice, everyone can use that. And one thing that gets overlooked sure. is that is how Chinese people talk sometimes. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone's really overlooking that. I, it's just uh, you know, as a Chinese, and I'm not speaking the actual word because I don't know Cantonese or Chinese or mm-hmm. yeah, any ease. I know none of the, the ease. Yeah, I, I, that is kind of what's funny about it. But uh, I don't know if that's what I'm going to to do on. Well, we've uh, got a lot of areas. We've Fallon. got more areas. What about? Like a Japanese guy. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> like a samurai. Okay. Samurai. Uh, like a samurai. Belouche did it. Yeah, Belouche did it. It's time to bring it back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been too long. That's that's really since they're remaking all these old movies. I, I should just uh, start remaking old mm-hmm. comedy Is it time bits. for a reboot of some of the old yeah, classic the old comedy classic bits? Comedy bits. I'll just do a, a lot of uh, Jamie Foxx. Just remember that when he was in. You're uh, saying Africa? that's what Jamie Foxx sounds like. That's not what Jamie Foxx sounds like. And see, that's racist. It's a it's a comedy bit. It's a comedy if, bit. If that's what he sounds that's like. That's what I'm saying. It's the kind of okay. thing they should be allowed that's to what do. He sounds no, that like, isn't what. It's racist. a specific bit. It's a specific bit. Okay, and uh, I, I would like to. I, I that'd be one that I'd like to remake. Uh, and that's not what he sounds like to me. But if it is, if it were to you, then, yeah, then okay. You know, to me, I I feel like he's pretty articulate. But you made, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit. Uh, he's I actually mean, he, very smart. He, yeah, I, I think so. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I think I, Jamie Foxx is a genius. I love the guy. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. You think he's like the smart, like Coco. The gorilla that learned all those words. Yeah. Because he made that noise. No. He made like a jungle noise. <laughs> no. Hayes, that's... You're putting words in my mouth. Uh, They're not really, they me, weren't really words. They were more like... Well, it's a jungle a- bit that he was sounds. doing. And then, yeah. he would go, and then he would go, Africa. It's a hilarious bit that he does hmm. on, uh, on one of his specials. I don't know. Maybe you guys aren't comedy fans. Maybe you don't even know it. Well, we are comedy fans, and that's why we wanted to talk a little bit about some other areas of comedy that maybe you could work on on yes. the show. Sure. Uh, a lot of successful... I mean, I appreciate the help. A lot of the big beef studs of comedy these days are doing impressions. Mm-hmm. They are? Now, mm-hmm. what they... is a big, good impression you could do? Like a major celebrity who has like a funny voice and you could put him in like a funny... Like situation. somewhere that you wouldn't see him. And we're thinking, of course, of Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Uh, yeah. Javier Bardem. Nobody's cracked it yet. And he's just had a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the, the Javier Bardem uh, 
his like twin. You know the guy that looks exactly like Javier Bardem that was in uh uh like Watchmen? Do you know who I'm talking about? That's Javier Bardem. That is not Javier Bardem, is it? Okay, I was I was at some uh party and I see who I think is Javier Bardem. His name is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. And he came over and he was like, uh, I like workaholics. And I'm like, okay, I don't know why that's spreading. It's obviously workaholics. And uh, and then later I was like, oh, my God, I got drunk. And I'm like, Javier Bardem is like a fan. So I started <laughs> screaming across the party, Javier, Javier. And uh, I obviously can't even pronounce his name. And I'm just screaming it. And uh, I'm like taking my shirt off and waving it around. I'm like, I'm a huge fan. Um, and uh, so I would like to do my impression of Javier Bardem. Uh, looking looking at me in this party situation. <clears throat> What's this guy doing? What's this guy doing over here? Obviously, obviously, uh, I'm not Javier Bardem. I'm Jeff Dean Morgan. Obviously, obviously I am. I don't understand. Oh, now he's taking his shirt off. You could say friendo. Hey, now he's taking hey, Look at this friendo. Look at this friendo. This guy's taking his shirt off. He'll wave around his head like a helicopter. He must be a Petey Pablo fan. <laughs> Look at this. So that that is my Javier Bardem, and I think it's pretty spot on. If you've ever heard him talk in uh, in real life, which I haven't, only Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, you know that it's pretty pretty spot on. That yeah. So that's one minute for sure that we have down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, and Jimmy loves a good impression too. So I. Jimmy loves it. I think it. this is really good advice. If you can make Jimmy laugh on that show, that's when you've made it. Uh, you know? Yeah. If you can go on that show and just make him crack his whole shit up. Well, because he's pretty stone He's a tough laugh. He's a tough laugh. Tough laugh. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him really bus up. I've seen him smirk. Mm-hmm. And but that it's almost in like itself smirking, is a victory. Smirking yeah. at you, sometimes. he's smirking yeah. at the attempt. He's mm-hmm. smirking like, uh, oh, they think uh, they can do what the standards. You're trying it. You're yeah, good attempt. Mm. Nice try. Yeah. And then I'll drop my Javier Bardem slash. Uh, was it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan on him, and he'll just lose his fucking mind, friendo. Um, let's. Oh, that's let's yeah. hope. Yeah, so. you sort of you got to melt right into it. You got to melt right into it. How about some crowd work? Yeah, what about doing some crowd work with Do you uh, ever do that? I don't do a ton of uh I don't do no, not really. But I mean the thing is is I haven't done stand up in so long I'm willing to try anything at, mm. on national television in Great. front of twenty million people. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't done it enough that I might as well throw all the old material out. This is good for any budding uh, stand-ups out there. This is just good advice. Scoop troop, Scoop get troop. out your pens. So if you if you've uh, it, let's say you've done some stand-up, you have a pretty solid set that you're proud of, uh, and, and you're doing your biggest show to date. Guess what? They don't want to hear the tried and true stuff. It's going to feel rehearsed. It's going to feel like, oh, this guy's thought of this. Mm-hmm. He's put some thought into it. Throw it away. Improv. The giant show. Nothing is Wing more frustrating it. than seeing a comedian who's worked out the timing of a joke. Mm-hmm. And out it's the polished. Oh, yeah. And have, like, nice segues where it doesn't feel like 
like they're, they're setting up for a new joke. They just sort of go right into it. Yeah, if it feels conversational yeah. and sort of like you're seeing your friend on stage. But guess what? This isn't 2000 uh, freaking nine. No, thanks. No, thanks. Guess what year it is? 2000 freaking. What did we say? We said it was uh, 14. 14. 14. 2000 yeah. freaking 14. We want to hear starts and stops, and we want to see you spinning your wheels. Mm-hmm. Danger. It's a tightrope walking experiment. Yeah. Now, speaking of tightrope walking experiments, let's talk about crowd work. Yeah. Um, we have, that of course, engineer Sam here, and mm-hmm. I apologize for that. Yeah. How smooth that yeah, was. It was a little too smooth for my taste. I think you might have done this once or twice. Don't like it. Let's say a quick you're welcome. Scoop Troop, you can put your pens away. Yeah. What a hot, steamy scoop you just got, and what a really helpful thing. The primary purpose of this show is to educate Adam, and we really appreciate that. Hey, I'm I'm happy to be here. Team come. Team come. We've got engineer Sam here uh, for you to just uh, basically light up uh, with some crowd work right now. Uh, so he's here to ask questions. Two, uh, and you can get his responses and just kind of play off those about like what's like shitty and like weird about him. Okay. Um, uh, look at this guy. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to do like we said earlier, I can't do my normal voice. People will expect that from me. If yes. I do Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm-hmm. slash Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems stronger. It's, it seems like a stronger yeah. choice. And it is. It's a strong choice. Mm-hmm. And it softens. Scoop Troop. Scoop Troop, sorry. I know you just put the caps back on. Get your pens back out. Take them back out. You're going to want to write this down. Uh, excuse me. Uh, look at this. Look at this guy right here. Hey, friendos. Look at this guy right here. What is what is that? Uh, 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 hooded sweatshirt all, all purpley. What, do you, what, what, what kind of hooded sweatshirt? Where'd you get that hooded sweatshirt from? Uh, American Apparel. Oh, American Apparel. Uh, more like a, <laughs> more like a, uh, uh, Canadian Apparel because you you look like uh, you're not from this country, and that's a slam. And yeah. that's a slam because people from America they don't like they don't like to be told they're not from here or mm-hmm. they're dressed like they're from Canada. Mm-hmm. So that is a heat rock of a slam that I just freaking threw at the earth. Earth left a crater. A huge smoldering crater with that heat rock. Oh, friendo! Uh, what, you you got a uh, um, uh, what, you got a, a pinky ring? I see. Uh, is that? Uh, are you a uh, uh, a villain? No, it's my dad. Uh, was your dad? Uh, was he uh, a a villain? No, he just passed away recently and left it. Oh, uh, did he? Um, uh. Uh, <clears throat> friendo, uh, what's your what's with your your hair all swooshed to to the to the side over there like that? It's all it's all whoosh. It's uh, you look looking like a uh, like you're the son of a villain. <laughs> I think you just got smushed down in the motorcycle helmet. Bam! I'm done with you. <laughs> and see, that's what you do. You and listen you to them you're and you shut them down. Yeah. You're in control of the situation. Meanwhile, Jimmy's over there freaking, he got up out of his seat, laid on the couch, and is freaking smirking so hard, and you're ready to see 
you're ready to see him laugh. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, not now, yet. Yeah. He's kicking his feet in the air, but he's just doing like bicycles. Yeah, he's doing bicycle kicks in the air, laying on his back on the couch. Freaking Reese, Reese Witherspoon is freaking petting his mane, going, calm down, Jimmy, it's going to be okay. He's not laughing yet. He's not laughing yet. Until I until I call this guy a villain one last time as I'm ending my set and I'm like oh thank you everybody uh, for coming out here tonight it's uh thank you Jimmy for bringing me out and uh, let's give it up for the villain and then I just back away from the mic he loses it I'm feeling pretty good about this set right now yeah that's uh, that seems really good and it's nice. And the villain feels okay, too. And you go mm-hmm. up with the villain. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to go, like, villain, and you go down with it. I find when you're throwing heat rocks, yeah. when you're throwing a heat rock, yeah. it's good to go up on the word that you say. Um, I mean, it doesn't need to be villain. It could be anything. It could be like, uh, look at this guy over here uh, looking like he eats sandwiches. Mm. You go up on the sandwiches. Gets people, gets people laughing. That took, yeah, that took me somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scoop Troop, go ahead and put the cast back on. I think we're done with that. Maybe leave mm-hmm. it over your ear, Scoop Troop, that pen, just yeah. in case you need to grab it quickly. Yeah. Like, for example, if we were to reach into the popcorn gallery, which I think we should do right now. Yeah. And should we quickly just have Sam apologize to Adam? He was being kind of difficult during that crowd work section. I guess we could do that now. Sure. Oh, I apologize, Adam. Well, first, apologize for trying to talk without your microphone on. I'm sorry. This is not a good use of time on the show. I apologize. I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. I was just trying to answer him accurately. Fuck you, Sam. (laughs) That's better. Now, let's reach into the popcorn gallery. Adam, this is a segment we do on the show where, unfortunately, some people who live in a bunch of the shitty states of the country, places like Wisconsin or um, Mm -hmm. Idaho or some bullshit, don't have access to all the famous friendos that we have, Mm -hmm. and they can't ask them questions. And so we let them ask through us. And peanut gallery is an expression, Mm -hmm. but we all do movies. Sure, When you go to the movies, what do you like to eat sometimes? Sometimes uh, red vines. Okay, that's right. Yep, but at the same time, popcorn... The name of the segment's Popcorn Gallery, so we're thinking more along the lines of a Eating like a fluffy big bag snack. Of yes, a po- yeah. yes, yeah, like well, Junior Mints. Or... Yeah, mm, those aren't fluffy to me. They're mushy. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, those little uh, like dibs. I think they're called a little. Oh, ice those cream. are all in the candy area, and this is a different the kind of food. It's and behind this is... them. It's in a big machine, and uh, so and let's... it's hot, buttery, popcorn. warm popcorn. Yes. Okay. So let's reach into the dibs gallery. Ah, you've got me doing it now. Um, let's reach into the popcorn. Let's reach gallery. into the popcorn bag and and pull out a question. Oh, 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 mouthful. This question is from Doctor Doctopus, and he asks Adam, "What's your pain threshold?" Uh, it's like a, it's like an. Um out of a hundred or out of t- out of ten, are let's we doing do it, it, is it of, numerical or is it? Let's do it out of ten, but you can use decimal points. Okay, it's like an eight point three, I would say. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm really, um, but I'm really, really, really strong, mm-hmm. and so sometimes, uh, like it, it takes a lot to get through the muscles because my muscles don't feel pain to the actual uh, 
parts that will hurt me. The pain receptors. The pain receptors. So for like if a nail is piercing you, you wouldn't even feel it. I wouldn't it feel it until it gets through the, the seven inches of uh, lats. Well, I one wherever. time saw you lean against a stove, a hot stove, for yeah. a full minute and a half. I, yeah, I couldn't feel it. Couldn't feel it. Yeah, so. you wound up smelling it. Yeah. And that's 8.3. Imagine I, my buddy Chad. He's like a 9.4. Oh. Yeah, my buddy Chad is. So he just like doesn't even feel pain. We have to have Chad on sometime. We'll bring bring Chad Chad Do stuff to him. Yeah. Here's a question. If we reach into the popcorn bag one more time and we pull it out. I reach right through the bottom. Oh, the popcorn's all getting out. Ah, one piece left. This question is from Dr. Balls. And Dr. Balls asks, Adam, where do you get all those wonderful toys? Uh, all the toys, I, usually I, um, I go to stores for them. A lot of times I'll go on Amazon Prime and I'll just like, a drone will just come and just drop it off. And I'm like, I'm going to steal that drone. I'm going to steal this drone. And then I don't because I'm not a thief. Mm-hmm. So lesson learned. And f- for all the people that don't live in uh, states with drones quite yet, a, mm. a lot of the browner states, mm. um, when you're flying and, and they look so brown, and you're like, what's down yeah. there? Mm. Um, people Put that live cord. there might not know about uh, the drones. But here in California, I'm looking out the window right now. It's just drone city, baby. It's really exciting time. It's like minority report in this uh, bitch. That's how you get downtown. Yeah, the fastest way to get downtown now. Mm-hmm. You hire four drones just mm-hmm. to pick up, pick up uh, each limb, mm-hmm. and they just all haul your ass to Staples Center so you can see uh, freaking uh, LeBron James and uh, and uh, freaking Lawrence Fishburne go at it head to head in a, in a battle the, of the Grammys. They boxed, yeah, they yeah. boxed at the Grammys. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Grammys slash SPs. It's a combined thing now. They did them both. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's look back on the popcorn bag. I think there might be one more question in there. Okay. This is a question from our listener, Chanson, and he asks, Adam, fuck, Mary, kill. Uh, fuck. Totally. Speak on that. Yeah, speak uh, on I'm, that. I, I don't want to get married quite yet. I think I'm a little young. Uh, to get married, you're a little boy. Uh, I'm not a little boy. I, we established that I am. A, I'm a man who likes to fuck, and so I'm into that. I like. I'm really into that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's what I'm about. And like killing, I don't uh, want. I you know I I've only done that a few times. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, sometimes pe- uh, animals have to die. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes animals yeah. have to die, but like, I'm the, that's not what I'm about. Speak so. on I'm a, that. I'm about, they, they said something bad to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, sometimes you're like you're walking down the street and you see a pigeon and he turns around and and he says some derogatory comments about my shoes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I will, I will fucking stomp you into the earth, pigeon. Oh, so the very shoes same. that he insulted are yeah, you know, oh, his uh, undoing to get him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very, oh, that seems justified. Yeah. <clears throat> Good show as well, if you should check it out. And we're sorry for using, so, to our listeners, we're sorry for using so many chants and questions over the last few weeks. He's we don't like it either. Giving and, a lot of money for the show, but we don't like it any more than you do. Uh, no. Um, plugs. Oh. 
We uh, yeah. Uh, plug it. The, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you want to plug or talk about that you have coming up uh, that our listeners should be aware of? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm doing a. It's really cool. It's a. Uh, it's a show on uh, Animal Planet. Believe it or not, and uh, I believe it. It's produced. By the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm. so R.I.P. Oh. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, we called him Hoff Dog. We were really close because of all the animal stuff. Because the animals yeah, around, yeah, there's a lot of the animals. Uh, and uh, it's starring me and my dad, and we're uh, uh, bass fishermen. And mm. it's called my dad um, is a is a giant black man. My dad is a giant black man. Yeah. And it's called that? No, he is actually my dad. I'm okay. I'm uh, half African American. You said obviously. it was called that. And no, it, well, it's called, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. It's called, uh, um, let me see that bass. So it's a funny play on words where you're, you, you think it's ass. And uh, he wears, a, my dad uh, uh, wears a giant purple suit. It's fun. It's a real fun. And it's like, it's fun because it's not racist. It's like, we're all there for a good time. Um, That's so important these days. Is not being racist and being there for, uh, to have a good yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they find the guy that did that to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, I hope so too. I uh, was hoping that we could um, thank one of our donors. Who bought the pro version this week. Yes, that's right. We have one of our donors. He bought the pro version. Dan Klemkowski is his name. He gave a very generous donation to the pro version. Uh, I thought it would be fun for uh, maybe for the pro version prize this week for uh, for Adam to do some crowd work based on Dan Klemkowski's address. Uh, this is a uh, sixty-one eighty Carvel Avenue. Mm-hmm. Carvel. Carvel. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, look at uh, look at this name oh, right here. Uh, is this even a name, Dan Klemkowski? <laughs> that doesn't even seem. What are you a uh, oh, a villain? Thank you. Thank you thank, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So much. Thank for, you guys. And, and for being on the show. And uh, thanks for everyone for rating us on iTunes and uh, talking to us on the forums and liking uh, the Facebook page and all everything yes. about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and um, and for buying the pro version every week. And um, thanks to Engineer Sam if you can stick around after this, and we'll just keep uh, we'll continue the conversation that uh, we were having earlier, and um, we'll figure some things out for uh, for future weeks. Really get to the bottom of this if there's going to be any future weeks and how that would have to look. Well, sound right. <clears throat> Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> this has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. That was a headgum podcast.